Welcome to Category 5 Technology TV, episode number 332 for Tuesday, the 28th of January 2014. Nice to see you. I'm Robbie Ferguson. I am Sasha Dermatis. And it is cold here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. Excited this, this week. Coming up in the newsroom, the FBI are cracking down on several hackers for hire services and have made a number of arrests already. Log Me In has stiffed its users by giving them just seven days to pay up or to move out. Um, starting to see a trend. Google just bought UK artificial intelligence startup DeepMind. And Bitcoin developers hope to replace the current internet with something new that pays you to use it. In Bitcoin, of course. Stick around. These stories are coming up later in the show. Thanks, Sasha. Tonight, we are going to learn about this year's Consumer Electronics Show's best mobile app. Yes. It's going to help you to manage your passwords across devices, as well as maintain your digital legacy. So stick around. So much to do. Totally messed up that line. So much time. (laughs) So little to do. Wait. Wait. Reverse that. Thank you. Don't go anywhere. It's going to be a great show. (laughs) This is Category 5 Technology TV. Starring Sasha Dermatis. Hillary Rumble. Krista Wells. Robbie Ferguson. If you're like most people, trying to keep track of your different internet passwords can be like herding cats. Now take a guy like Don here, who uses the internet to work, socialize, organize, and play. He's on Facebook and Twitter. He's got four different email accounts. He blogs about his passion for doing daredevil stunts, manages his investments, Skypes, sells things, shops, watches movies, and on and on and on. And each and every account he uses has its own username and password to keep track of. But fortunately, there's an easy way to securely save and protect your password on all your phones, tablets, or computers. It's called Password Box. Password Box is a virtual safety deposit box using the same encryption methods as the U.S. government, and only you have the master password to unlock it. Adding passwords is simple. Password Box automatically saves them while you surf the web. Then just click on the site you want to log into and, ta-da! Like magic, you're logged in. It's a real time saver. What's also great is that Password Box allows you to share your passwords with your family or coworkers during your life, and even after. Yep, that's right. If Don here is really smart, he'll pass his important accounts on to his loved ones and preserve his digital legacy before attempting to jump the Grand Canyon on a Vespa next month. Good luck, Don. So join Don here and download Password Box for free now at PasswordBox.com. This is Category 5 Technology TV. So nice to have you here. Chat room, nice to see you. Tonight, we are joined by Megan Smolder. She's the Director of Product Marketing and Communication for Password Box. Very exciting product. Uh, Megan, first of all, nice to have you here. Thanks for joining us tonight. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you for having me. Megan, congratulations. Uh, we hear that uh, you came, came away with the, uh, the best app at CES this year. Which is mm-hmm. incredible. Congratulations. So we got to know. Tell us a little bit about this app, uh, the, the, the product that is Password Box. Yeah, what makes yeah. it so exciting? For sure. Well, I know you guys just played the video there, but uh, we're effectively the, the full digital life manager. So not just uh, your passwords and things like that, but uh, if you do online shopping or if you're storing uh, different information like notes or addresses, memberships, you can now store it all in a digital wallet within Password Box. Uh, we have encrypted notes. So if there's any personal things, if you use services like Evernote and you actually want to keep all of your information secure and locally encrypted on your device. Yep. Uh, we manage all of that. And then uh, the unique ability to actually pass on all of your digital stuff if something ever happens to you. 
Sure. So we've seen password managers and things before. Uh, what makes Password Box in particular so important to our progressively uh, digitized lives? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, you know, the inspiration, I guess, behind Password Box actually uh, for a CEO came from his mom. So he yeah. was uh, visiting her for the weekend um, out in a town kind of far out of Montreal. And uh, she was uploading three generations of family photos, hard copies to Picasa. And that same weekend, she just so happened to be in a car accident. And and nothing bad happened, but it was that idea, like, how do you manage and protect all of your digital stuff? And so Mm -hmm. um, being able to do that, you know, with with passwords and and login information, we have Picasa accounts, we have Facebook accounts, we have banking accounts, we have utility accounts. The amount of information we're putting online daily is is growing at a substantial rate. And so being able to keep it all organized and uh, easily accessible, but not just for you, but for the people that uh, you know you, you care about or uh, coworkers, sure. friends, family, it's, it's really important to do that. So uh, the, I guess kind of our really unique features is one, our legacy, we're the only password manager that gives you the ability to do that. Um, we sync really to cool. all devices, so if you use you know, tablets, if you're using mobile phones or desktops, you can instantly have access to all of your, your information no matter where you are. And uh, it's always protected locally on your device. And so uh, what a lot of companies don't actually say is that you know, they, they encrypt your information in the cloud, but that means that from your, your computer or your phone, it gets sent up there, but uh, there's chances that it could get intercepted. Now, yeah. we make sure that it's all done locally on your device before leaving anywhere. And so okay. the only way that you can decrypt it is with your master password. And that's uh, the, you know, the secret key that only ah. you know. Oh, so we're, okay. we're looking at, so this is, we're getting so, uh, like that was a simple question. You just gave me oh. all these amazing answers. <laughs> yeah, so, I was really excited. <laughs> yeah, uh, obviously a very exciting product because this takes password management all uh, to an entirely new level. First mm. of all, let's back up. Okay. Is it called uh, Legacy Locker? Yeah. So So, we actually acquired a company um, in San Francisco, uh, Legacy Locker, that also had the same passion for protecting all of your digital stuff if something ever happens to you. And so we've been growing on that feature. I'm sure we've all had that fear in the back of our minds, especially as... Our, as I say, our lives are becoming more and more progressively digitized. Mm-hmm. All of my family photos are stored in a, an encrypted backup. So, uh, and, and everything. I mean, my entire life is well, on, on a, online, really. On a personal note, we had a massive uh, loss in my family, um, and there was a lot of trouble on the other side because it is a digital world, and mm-hmm. it wasn't like he was in a situation mm-hmm. where he... He didn't have password box, I'll tell you. And it's a lot of backtracking and backpedaling. So that this is a time and energy and heart saver for sure. Yeah, and we're taught these days, I think, Megan, to yeah. use different passwords for everything that we do. Complicated ones, too, that are really difficult to remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we what, actually we had um we had a user that uh, he was a lawyer and his assistant passed away and she managed all of his passwords and oh, so wow. not only was he dealing with legal bills sure. he was dealing with trying to get into the computer but then he was you know six months behind work because he couldn't access those passwords uh, easily because he had somebody else managing it for him so right. uh, he said that the legacy feature is a lifesaver and that uh, it's you know it's something nobody likes to talk about but it's you know like you said it's it's more important uh, with the more info that we store online that's huge so all of your passwords are managed by one master password is mm-hmm. that what happens yeah, yeah. okay and that master password doesn't have to be huge and complicated, does it? <laughs> well, it's, the goal is that it's the last one you have to remember. So right. the goal is to make it complicated. But okay. uh, it's when we say it's the last one you remember, if, uh, if you actually forget that password, uh, there's no way that you have access to your account. Uh, so we're a zero-knowledge-based company, which means that um, you know we don't store your master password anywhere. It's only known by you, and it's kept in your head, which you know uh, protects protects you because uh, you know you're the yeah. only key that gives you the ability to access your information. And if I follow what you're saying correctly, all of the data that I submit is encrypted at my site, mm-hmm. transmitted to you in an encrypted format. So even if you had a password reset feature, that data would be lost because it's the wrong. Key key right well if you if you had a password reset you would have to have access to the actual master password information and yeah that you wouldn't be able to decrypt the information that's already stored there gotcha so that's that's fantastic i mean because that's one of our biggest security concerns is if i set if i set up something like this what's to stop 
the you know the the interception of that information mm-hmm. and i think you yeah. know the the fact is is with the amount of information that password box is able to to store about my user accounts it would make you a real target for hackers and right. pe- identity thieves who want to get access to bank account information and basically you've got a repository a box that has all of my passwords for all of my stuff mm-hmm. and well you've, and that's, you've already addressed yeah. that you've already addressed yeah, that exactly well and, and again like uh, a lot of people get scared at the thought of this too but if you use the same password for all of your online accounts right. who's to say a hacker doesn't get into you know your facebook account and then sure. uses that on your banking and everything like that and well, so, you know, having a tool where you can customize, uh, we have a strong password generator that actually allows you to create 26 character passwords, mm-hmm. complex ones. If you check it out, it's symbols, numbers, digits, the whole works. Yeah. Uh, I know I wouldn't be able to remember it, but, uh, you know, it stores them individually. And so, again, um, the more layers that you can put, there's no one silver bullet to security ever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's about making sure that you have different layers. And so Password Box gives you a variety of them in a very simple form to protect mm-hmm. you against those things. Right. Well, I mean, I would run the risk. My phone, if my phone got stolen or lost, mm. I have it so that I'm always logged in on Facebook. Okay. Right. Mm. Which is horrible. Yep. But yeah. <laughs> I realize. But it's because I I'm, don't want to always type in the password. Sure. Mm, right so if i had password box right then it would type in it types in the password for me is that what happens it does yeah so uh you're able to log out of all your accounts and you can instantly go back in without all the hassle of sitting there and typing right Um, but then it also gives you the ability to so let's say you lost your phone and Mm -hmm. oh gosh that's the worst right especially if you don't have a passcode you can go to any other device that has so maybe your computer has it too and you can change your master password and it automatically logs you out of everything so again, oh, it, it oh, the stuff oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That, okay. Yeah. I'm starting to see why you got best app of the year. <laughs> this is perfect. This is sounding excited. really, really good. Uh, so, what else does Password Box do? As far as you mentioned a little bit, uh, you touched on credit cards and things. So I got really excited. <laughs> I know this is, this is great. So, what what can we do? What? Why would I store credit card information? Is this so that it can autofill things as I'm making purchases, or? Yeah, so the autofill feature is coming soon, but right now you can store that information, which makes it a lot easier if you do, let's say, a lot of online shopping. So sure. I hate it when I'm about to, whether it be on my phone or on my computer, and I'm you know, on Amazon about to buy something or uh, another online site, and then it gets to the checkout, and it's like, oh, you know, I left my, my wallet, my credit card on the other side of the room. I'm not yeah. going to buy this now. I'll do it later. Mm-hmm. Um, We've always now, got our phone with us. Exactly. You always get your phone or if yeah. you, you can download it, it's on a desktop, uh, phones, tablets, uh, all devices. So you can just go in and, and automatically input that information without ever having to leave the you know your computer or your phone, that kind of thing. So um, another thing you can do is put in uh, addresses uh, with the secure notes if you have sensitive information that you want to store. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's, it's interesting even, you know, with... Uh, with being just moving to Montreal and, and all that stuff, there's a lot of different things you need to remember, whether it be, you know, pin codes, whether it be different, uh, right. you know, right. access codes and things like that. We have the ability to store any sort of information and, again, all protected within your device. Very good. Oh. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Tonight we are talking with Megan Smulders. She's the Director of Product Marketing and Communication at Password Box. Very, very exciting product. Um, I know that Legacy Locker is one of your big kind of, you know, wow features. Mm-hmm. So it, it, what it does is it stores, so Password Box stores all my passwords, all of my private information in an encrypted format in such a way that even Password Box themselves cannot read that data. But how does it work? How does Password Box receive the notification that I was in an accident oh, and right. suddenly it, mm-hmm. you need to distribute my passwords to my wife or to mm-hmm. my children or however that would work? What, what's the what's the step in in an event of my death? Say that's yeah so when you first create an account you're given the option to assign a a digital beneficiary and so you can do this at any time you can add as many as you want you can remove as many as you want and when you do that notification it actually sends that person an email and says you know will you be my digital heir Um, so they accept so they're aware of it and they almost act as your liaison so that if you do ever pass away uh, they will come to password box and say okay you know this person has um, has passed and I have oh. a death certificate and we'll validate okay. it with the authorities to make sure that you know that 
situation has occurred. Yep. And we have a, a patented technology that allows us to trigger the information. So we are able to verify that that person is your digital beneficiary and that, yeah. you know, that you two were connected. And once you assign that person, uh, your two master passwords um, almost kind of layer each other. And so their master password will be able to decrypt it only when we trigger the event that it receives and it goes from their password box directly to your password box. So again, none of the information is ever exposed or available to anybody except the people that are assigned to have access to it. So Megan, is there some form of connection between my beneficiary and my account that allows the beneficiary's account the decryption key? What's to stop um, a malicious user from hacking your servers and becoming a beneficiary and then transferring all my passwords over to their account. So the, the trigger event that happens is unable to happen unless one, we're able to validate with the authorities, two, to ensure that the two people are to say they are. We also trigger the person who has passed away that says, you know, are you still there? Uh, to make sure that, you know, right. the entire situation is valid. But then uh, lastly, none of the information is decryptable without a master password. And unless you give the proper trigger event to go to the beneficiary's box, they have no access to it. It's completely restricted. So you, if you're using box on a daily basis, you're the only one who can access it at any point of time. Wow. Okay. Well, it sounds like you, you've really thought it all out. Um, it's 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 a vast product as far as the you know the, how the encryption works, and I'm still trying to get my head around how how you've built such a mm -hmm. sophisticated. Uh, layered system. Wow. I know that, you know, I've had the thought, you know, what would happen if I passed away mm -hmm. and, you know, my whole, you know, even just the show. I mean, every episode of the show is stored on S3. Who's going to keep track? Who's going to keep up right. with those bills and, and be able to log into the account and move things around if they need to? Mm -hmm. um, it's such a simple thing as that. But yeah, McAfee actually did a study, and it's it's interesting when you put it into perspective, but they yeah. said that about uh, the average user says they have $55,000 worth of digital assets online. Wow. And so, you know, that's domain names, that's that's pictures. That, that's not name. even including Jot's Entropia Universe account. <laughs> so. How much does Password Box cost for for me to... To download use, it yeah. Well, so I don't know if you're familiar with Dropbox, but we're a freemium model. So anybody can download it for free and you can get uh, 25 passwords. You can test out the product, see if you like it. And then after that 25 passwords, it's uh, $11.99 a year. Uh, it syncs wow. to all of your devices and you have unlimited password storage and information in there. So uh, less than a dollar a month. Okay, and so would my beneficiary also have to have Password Box? Is that how it works? Yeah, so they'd be so able to sign it for free. They would do and the free and I, yeah. yeah. Oh, exactly. ideal. <laughs> so uh, just a couple of things that I want to ask before we run out of time here, Megan. Um, what about businesses? You mentioned about mm -hmm. this lawyer customer, and, and, I, and I think, you know, I've experienced the product. It's fantastic from a personal standpoint. What is there for the businesses who want to be able to keep track of uh, multi-level passwords and, and maybe even user accounts? Do they just sign up for accounts? What, what's there for the business user? Yeah, so we're, we're slowly developing in the, in the, I guess, the enterprise version of Password Box. We're not quite there yet. Okay. But, uh, you know, we offer features like secure password sharing. So um, you're able to share passwords instantly before anybody passes away with somebody. They won't have any visible access to the password, but they can log into the account with the instant login. So, it, again, it gives you the ability to, one, control who has access to it, but then also revoke it if that person, let's say, is no longer there. Yep. Um, and if you update cool. the password, which you should do on a regular basis, sure. they get that information as well. So everybody's logging in, they're happy, and they're being productive and working. Fantastic. So yeah. Password Box also provides a very sophisticated um, plugin for your web browser, Firefox, mm -hmm. Chrome. Um, doesn't really matter what you're running. And I noticed, Megan, that it, on your website, and this is a question from our chat room as well, you know, mm -hmm. is there a Linux version? And, and on your website, it does say Windows and Mac. And mm -hmm. I'll just let you know we're on Linux here, and we, we have lots of viewers that are on Linux. It's a browser plugin, so it yep. does work on Linux, absolutely. You need to add a Tux Penguin to your website. That's, that's yep. our official okay. request, so it works. It's we do support it, but uh, often we'll get a few bugs here and there. But uh, if anyone uses Linux and, and they're experiencing anything, just let us know and we're usually able to fix it pretty quick. Perfect. There's Excellent. no extra installation that you need to go through. Just go to the website. Yep. We have a short link. It's cat5.tv slash password to keep it nice and easy. Go to cat5.tv slash password. You'll be able to add that to your browser. What's neat about the, pa uh, the uh, password box uh, add-on for the, for the browser is that whole 
automatic login process. Maybe we can uh, just talk a little bit about, or just briefly about how Password Box enhances. It's not just for the cell, the cell phone or mm-hmm. the mobile device. So I've got mm-hmm. instant access to my passwords both on screen and for logon. So if I'm at a computer in a public place, I can actually look at my phone, get my password and enter it into the computer. But also on my personal computer by installing this add-on, it's instant access to anything just with the click of a mouse button. Hmm. I mean, like the, the worst is actually having to type in a password, especially if you're trying to get a bunch of stuff done and you're always changing them. And so this way, you just have to recognize the site that you're going to and either one click in the little extension, but we also have a start page. So uh, with big buttons right on your home page, you're able to see the websites that you most commonly use and click and it fills in the information and logs you in. So you're not you're not typing, you're not memorizing, you know, password box is doing it all for you. Fantastic. So if someone steals my laptop and it has mm-hmm. password box on it, and I haven't yet deactivated or changed my password. Is there anything that locks this, the, that system out automatically? Yeah, so there's an auto lock feature and you can do it to be either an instant, uh, instant auto lock or a set time period. So anywhere from you know, a few minutes to a couple hours, depending on what your preferences are. And then again, if you, if you lose your computer, you can go to a mobile device and change the master password so it locks out everything automatically as well. Great. Oh, that's incredible. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, I believe we are giving a, or oh, yes. pa- Password Box is giving a free, is it Pro Link? Is that, or Pro? Yeah, it's a free, uh, you know, a free lifetime membership to Password Box. So you can enjoy all the features for life and anyone you share it with. Fantastic. So a free lifetime membership to Password Box can be yours. I encourage you to get over to their website. It's cat5.tv slash password. Sign up for a free account. Send us an email live at category5.tv just to let us know that you've done it. And include with that um, your email address that you used to sign up. So as I understand, Megan, what we're going to do is we're going to do the draw next Tuesday night on the show. So we've got a chance for anyone who's watching this on Mm -hmm. YouTube or Miro, Roku, wherever you're watching the show, uh, to sign up for password box send us an email live at category5.tv and we're going to do a draw and you're going to actually activate their account based on the email address yeah you bet okay nice and easy so megan fantastic product really really enjoying just the the uh, the ease of use even for me i mean i'm i'm a, a tech guy but i i really find it a little bit frustrating to because uh, i know i know I, in my head i need to have new strong passwords i need to be changing them all the time i need to have multiple different passwords it gets to be a little much Mm -hmm. i'm on the opposite end of the spectrum for me it's too complicated to have all of those passwords and i tend to um lean towards breaking the rules and having the same password for everything so so this i know i'm sorry megan (laughs) and everybody but now we make it easy so so there you go it's a good start that's it so it's it's multi-fold it's going to help you to it's going to help you. It's going to help me to yeah. operate more safely <laughs> your digital life, so that I'm not digitally completely transparent. Same password on everything. Yeah. Make it a strong master password on Password Box, and then make them strong passwords for all your sites, even insanely strong, because it's going to ma- remember them for you yeah. anyways. They could be crazy passwords. Wow impenetrable fortress of digital life that's what i'll be (laughs) love it megan thank you so much for your time and don't forget we are going to be giving away a copy of that uh next week so get over to cat5.tv slash password and sign up today for your free account thanks megan thank you thanks guys Bye. bye take care this is category 5 technology tv i'm your host robbie ferguson and i am sasha dermatis how cool is that i know that was amazing Love it. I've been looking for something like that. So it's really interesting that, you know, these, they popped up on the map. So mm-hmm. check them out, folks. Very, really cool very cool. Um, speaking of mobile apps, we have our mobile sites. We sure do. Huh. You take that. There I do. The mobile site, mcat.cat5.tv. m.cat5.tv. Yes. There it is. There. Check it out. We've got uh, live streaming video right now. We've got uh, live streaming audio. We've also got on-demand video. You can check out our photo gallery, which is always growing. We've got a camera over there. Smile, Sasha. Yes. And it keep takes... Smiling. Oh, keep smiling. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be in the gallery. It's every 10 seconds we've got what's called an intervalometer, and so our photo gallery is always growing. It's on our website, category5.tv. Lots of fun to see what happens oh. behind the scenes. Also, um, it's available in our, uh, our mobile site. Do we, do we go through and edit out those bad pictures? 
Uh, just post them all. Why not? <laughs> 1,000 pictures. I post of the, the awesome. funniest. Oh, no. Yeah. My side profile, not good. <laughs> <laughs> you ready okay, for it? Okay, I'm ready for the news. All right. Um, here are the top stories from the Category5.tv newsroom. The FBI has arrested five people in connection with what it says are several hacking for hire websites. Two men have been charged with running and three others were with being customers of websites that allegedly offered to obtain access to email accounts. The swoop against the sites was coordinated with police forces in Romania, India, and China. Six other alleged administrators of such sites were arrested as part of the overseas element of the operation. That is scary. I mean, it's good that it's happening now that arrests are being made. But that America's going overseas and arresting people for setting up these things. But yeah, uh, to think that there are businesses hire. that, like, what is it? Is it like a like a jobopolis I, for hackers? <laughs> it is kind of funny. I just finished reading the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo trilogy, and okay. she is like a world class, top notch hacker. Nice. And so all of so a sudden, lots. all of a sudden, I'm scared. Like, and oh, really? I am, I am the one that has no passwords at all, pretty much. So oh, now boy. I realize hacking can happen. Change that. Changing change it now. Right. <laughs> okay. Free services are fading with every passing day. The latest to go was the remote connection service Log Me In, which has offered free a free version for of its service for the past ten years. Users could pay for additional features, but basic use was covered for free. This morning, however, users received an unpleasant surprise in their email boxes. Starting on January 28, 2014... That's today. That is today. Free user accounts will be inaccessible. Users have seven days to make up their minds. For users of the LogMeIn free service, the only way to keep your account is to buy a $49 year-long subscription for two computers. The offer says that it's $49 a year, but the fine print says that that is only an introductory price, which is good for the first year. As oh, you, my. I know. And for the two computers, I wonder, does that mean that you'd have to buy another $49 package for another two computers? Well, if they you have wanted? Tiered, a tiered pricing model, so it starts at $49 for basically the home user who has maybe two computers that they want to remote into. But all these businesses that we're using... The, and I know maybe it's a gray area because they want you to they want you to spend money, of course, if you're mm-hmm. in business. But uh, a lot of people used it just to be able to get into their computer system, and and the free version they understood had restrictions like no printing and right. you know different things like that. But really, was helpful for those users who want to be able to get into their computer from the road. It seems so odd to have such a short window of One time. Week? One That's week. insulting, I think, to users. They've done this before. I don't know if you remember. It was, a, I don't know, a year or two ago where they made some major changes. And, and it was just, like, unbelievable. They dropped, the, you know, they dropped it down from unlimited accounts to 10 or something like that. But fact is, is you know, lots of people are looking at um, TeamViewer as an alternative. Okay. Because it so does are... have a free version. So if you're going to pay $49, well, TeamViewer offers it for free for home use. I would pay $49 a year to a company that I thought respected me. Exactly. It's the lack of respect that That's I would say. That's a big thing. That's yeah. a big thing. So seven days. Seven days. I'm in, you know, I'm overseas or whatever. And I use my tablet to access my computer yeah. back here in Barrie. And I get seven days notice and I'm there for two months. Yeah. And it's like, excuse me, my credit card isn't accepted because yeah. it's, uh, you know, I'm I'm in Iran and they're, you know, yeah. blocking transactions from... Or know, truth be told, not so everybody has $49 on one week's notice. Some people really have to budget things out. Or some people might just look at it and say, what are they doing? <laughs> what kind so. of business is this? As you can expect, long-time log-me-in users are irate, both at the sudden price increase and the abrupt time window provided to decide if they will keep their account. Since the changes were announced on LogMeIn's community page this morning, more than 56 pages of responses have been posted. Wowzers. Wow. Okay. Google has been developing its artificial intelligence and robotics division with a number of recent acquisitions, and now they have bought the UK startup DeepMind for a reported £400 million, pounds, making, wow. <laughs> making the artificial intelligence firm its largest European acquisition so far. 
DeepMind was founded by 30, a 37-year-old neuro, neuroscience and former teenage chess prodigy Demi Hassabis, along with Shane Legg and Mustafa Solomon. The artificial intelligence company specializes in algorithms and machine learning for e-commerce and games. Major technology firms such as Google, Facebook, IBM, Yahoo, and Yahoo have been increasingly focused on developing artificial intelligence as a new source of business. Google, for example, has been developing self-driving cars and robots, and last May announced a partnership with NASA in launching the Quantum Artificial Intelligence Lab. This is incredible. It's the, exciting. I know. The the Quantum Artificial Intelligence Lab is aimed at using supercomputers and complex mathematical formulas to help improve aeronautical science and space exploration. Earlier this year, the computer the company bought military robot maker Boston Dynamics and in 2012 hired futurist inventor and entrepreneur Ray Kurzweil to lead an engineering team focused on machine learning and language processing. What does the future bring for Google and the world of technology? A little bit scary if I was a conspiracy theorist. Thinking that Google's taking over the world? Well, kind of like, okay, we've got Google Glass and so you know that they're, you know, they're... They got these things on thousands of people's faces that are able to send information yeah. and data and you know and they've got the street view cars and they've collected so much information about our world there is nothing that they like it's not even a conspiracy theory there no. is nothing that google doesn't know about you if you are in the digital world there is nothing except my passwords yeah because my passwords are unless you've ever password s- box yeah exactly <laughs> Wow. Yeah, Google is incredible. And now here they are buying up robots and space robots, exploration. Artificial intelligence. And these are companies that have established themselves as big names in the robotic yeah. fields and in the artificial intelligence field. So, okay, let's amalgamate everything together. We've got robotic dogs that can think for themselves. Mm-hmm. Oh, and there's, there's a lot of potential for interesting I know. Things. Oh, was and, it and robotic cars? And is it Google that I, I read in the news the last time? Is it Google that that can mimic what you would respond on social mm-hmm. networking, yeah. and respond for you? So they'll think so for you. Thinking artificial I feel like Google is just some skinny old man in the corner doing this, like a little old wizard <laughs> taking dun, over. Dun, dun. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. (laughs) An ambitious project has been launched that developers hope could one day replace current internet. BitCloud aims to harness the same methods used to mine bitcoins to provide services currently controlled by internet service providers, ISPs, and corporations. Individuals would perform tasks such as storing, routing, and providing bandwidth routing and providing bandwidth in return for payments the founders are searching for developers for the project we'll start by decentralizing the current internet and then we can create a new internet to replace it that blows my mind a new internet just as bitcoin miners provide computing powers that are rewarded for solving complex mathematical equations with virtual currency so individual net users would be rewarded based on how much bandwidth they contribute to the bitcoin network big cloud network so that's Isn't that interesting eh? that is ambitious and <laughs> <laughs> wow well, yes it is yes it is ambitious <laughs> Get the full stories at Category5.tv slash newsroom. The Category5.tv newsroom is researched by Roy W. W. Nash with contributions by our community of viewers. If you have a news story you think is worthy of on-air mention, email newsroom at Category5.tv. For the Category5.tv newsroom, I am Sasha Dermatis. Thanks, Sasha. You're welcome, Robbie. Uh, Rats. Rats? What is going on? Hey, Rat says, here's a screenshot. Uh, can you please sit a little closer to Sasha? It's not <laughs> quite working on his screen, so. Oh. Uh, yeah. There you go. We'll um, see what we can do there. I don't always read the news Just with my eyes shrink closed, the do window I? or something. What's I don't going know. on with me there? Can I shrink the window? Uh-oh. There you go. Hey, chat room. Nice <laughs> to see you. Invincible Mutant TikTok. Uh, good guy. Rats. Yeah. Yo. Hey, Jameson. Nice to see you. Everybody's on tonight. This Did you see great. that uh, they've got a new Doctor Who? Just putting that out there. Who? Andrew, Doctor Who. 
Who? New, new character and new. No, I actually new know nothing guy. about Doctor Who. I'm sorry. I just thought I'd bring it up because yeah. I'll bet you that would spark a conversation in the chat room. Oh. I see you've got this wonderful, gorgeous new T-shirt. Yes. Look at that, folks. My new very favorite T-shirt. I see that it has five out of five stars as reviewed at merch. No, uh, I'm still learning the URLs. Shop.category5.tv. Yes, I give it a five-star rating. It is comfortable. It is luxurious, really good quality. And uh, it's short sleeve, which I will say in minus bazillion weather is summer's coming yeah summer is coming coming. it's like the opposite of game of thrones summer is coming (laughs) and i am prepared (laughs) our our online shop our merch store is is uh just a fun way for us to raise some funds for some of the needs that we have for the studio build uh we also want to uh purchase a new camera and that's something you can actually donate specifically through the store we have donation options where you can Mm -hmm. donate for a new camera or donate for uh, even simple things like helping us pay the internet bills Uh, so there's some interesting things there but there's also merchandise uh that has uh that's branded to category five Mm t-shirts and things like that and we encourage you to check those out um don't be afraid when you see that your t-shirt is on back order because we actually what we what we do is so that we don't have to warehouse everything uh we accumulate orders then we process it and they're actually manufactured for you and everything is done through ethical manufacturing processes and all the information Mm -hmm. is on our website but uh, so we're very particular about the quality of the product and how it's manufactured. Yes, so. that it's not sweatshops. Exactly. So check out shop.category5.tv. Thank you so much for your support. Excellent. They look great. They feel great, too. Yes. <laughs> um, welcome to our new registered viewers. Indeed. So. Uh, you want to do it? I do. Well, I want to okay. do some of them. Oh, well, she stopped do- right at the first one. <laughs> I will do all of them that I can do. Okay. Uh, Easy Tiger. <laughs> Marky oh, Mark. You've skipped over some. Yeah. <laughs> well, how about I say greetings to Fad Jim <laughs> ah. and Rico Shooter. Right. And also Lyndon D. 73 something it's probably like a maybe it's like a a, a license plate number or something at the end there in which case Uh, yeah yeah, it's exerlurting category5.tv is a member of the tech podcast network if it's tech it's here cat5.tv slash tpn and the international association of internet broadcasters cat5.tv slash iaib Ready for some viewer questions? That sounds so much better when you do it. I need Everything to does. Hey, now. <laughs> uh, I am ready for viewer questions. All right. <laughs> this is hey, a folks, question. Thanks for sending in questions. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you. Um, this is a question from Ray. Says, I'm sorry. Hey, Ray. I'm sorry to bother you, but I really enjoyed your show, episode 236, on creating an online TV show with Telestream Wirecast. And I was hoping that you could share with me some of your settings that you have on the Behringer Ultramizer Pro. I just picked up a used Ultramizer Pro for a web show that I might be putting together, and I would like to try to dial in some of your settings to start. Thanks for a great show. Sure. Thanks, Ray. Ray, thanks for the question. It's I was afraid that it might cause a rift in the space-time continuum on a internet webcast to demonstrate how to generate a internet webcast. Oh. <laughs> uh, thanks for the kind laughter. That was polite. No, no, I get it now. Uh, Ray, okay, well, let's let's back up just a second, Ray. You and I know what an Ultramizer Pro is. Sasha? No clue. No clue. Not a clue. Ultramizer Pro is one of the things that make this stream sound amazing. Oh. It sounds great. It sounds, um, yeah. I can raise my voice like that and didn't clip your speakers, didn't make you go, ah. Oh. And I can whisper and you can still hear me perfectly. Everything that the Ultramizer Pro does is basically make our levels nice. It's a compressor, a gate, and it's affordable. It's from Behringer. Behringer is known to make good digital audio rack systems for a fair price. Mm-hmm. So what the Ultramizer Pro does basically is it keeps our levels good. So if there's anything that's really, really loud or really, really quiet, it's all going to kind of level itself out. It's all oh, going to sound okay. really, really nice. That's one of the things in our audio chain. So let's see. 
Okay. Okay, but this is our live audio rack. You can tell that on the Altermizer Pro because <laughs> we've got nice. levels there. Okay. So, Sasha, you can you can see this. Everybody I can, can see, see this. Yeah. So, here's our mixer. This is a Behringer Zenix 1002B, which is just a basic mixer, and you can't even really see that in the shot. Um, the best way to get good sound out of this is to get a DS9-style Star Trek communicator pin and <laughs> stick it there. Best thing to do. These are great boards. I mean, for for the price and everything, that's great. Um, category 5 sticker. Very important to your rig. You can get those at, at shop.category5.tv. This is the Ultramizer Pro. You'll see that as I get really loud, it goes red. And that means it's actually turning down the volume. As I speak quietly, these levels here are actually being... Uh, this is this is my input level here and here, left and right. These are my output levels. So you'll see that the levels here are actually the same when I speak quietly versus when I speak loudly. Oh, right? Okay. So it's actually turning up the volume when I speak quietly and turning it down when I speak loudly. And so you see these output levels never, ever change. They look perfect. Okay? So... It's a really complicated device to set up. I'll, I'll admit that to you, Ray. Uh, so I understand why you're sending in your question. It's, it's quite complicated. And you'll see that we're on uh, processor uh, save. Uh, the, I don't know what you call it. The saved uh, setting number 16. Because you can save your own settings. So we actually went through 16 different um, tests before we found one that we liked. And we've never changed it since. So uh, when we first got our Ultramizer Pro, we started out with you know trying things out. And you just can't be afraid to try things. So... Here we've got our maximum output level. I've got it set to minus 13 decibels. And you can adjust that. That's the maximum output, okay? So as you see, and, and the way that I set that is to uh, install GoldWave on my Windows computer and monitor the input levels and make sure that the levels look really quite nice as I'm testing. So if I turn it up and it's getting too loud, then I can know to turn it down a little bit. The Ultramizer is what basically uh, cleans up the sound and also um, helps to bring up the levels uh, if they're too quiet. So I've got that set uh, with a, I guess that's the sensitivity of 100. No, that's the, there's the speed is 25. So it's quite quick. So you're going to change the speed. I'm just going to kind of walk through my settings. So you see, uh, I increase by tw uh, up to 12 decibels uh, if, if I'm quiet. And density is, I think that's density. I can't really see it from my angle. You probably see it better. But that's 100. Speed 25. Decibels 12. And you know what? It's been a long time since I've even configured this. So to be quite honest, some of the settings are now forgotten because it's been working so well for us. Um, stereo width, I don't really play with because we, we don't want a, a surround sound sound on the show. Mm -hmm. uh, the denoiser, this is very important. This is a gate. And so you see that I've got this set to minus 48 decibels. That means that if it gets quieter than minus 48, it will actually turn off our microphones. So if I be quiet, and Sasha too. Our microphones shut right off, and you heard oh. a little bit of a, uh, as the levels came back up when I started speaking, and that is by, okay, sensitivity of zero, and it, it, it will basically, as soon as I start talking, it will jump on if I go beyond minus 48. So theoretically, if I'm pretty quiet with the denoiser, the threshold and sensitivity, if I'm fairly quiet, you won't hear footsteps upstairs or bouncy balls because it's not going to be louder than minus 48. But as soon as I start talking, now my microphones are equalized and leveled, and so you're going to hear everything. Nice and clean, though. Uh, left and right editing. Exciter is what kind of improves the sound quality just by exciting the sound. It adds a little bit of Christmas sound. I'm going to show you the BBE Sonic Maximizer is the one that we really use for that. Uh, but the tune, uh, the process is set to 44 and 12 kilohertz. That's the frequency. Super bass, don't really use that much because of the nature of what we're doing. We're not playing techno music. Process is set to 22, and the frequency is set to 80 hertz. So that's increasing the depth of my voice ever so slightly. Other than that, whether it's in or out, here's the difference. It's in right now. It's out. You hear the difference there, and I'm not going to yell. Mm -hmm. That would be nasty. Okay, so then we've got the BBE Sonic Maximizer. I know you don't have one of these, but these are good definitely need to add one of these to your audio rig, whether you're doing TV or audio broadcasting. I want to show you what the difference is. So, Sasha, if you can just 
maybe give me a sound check with the BBE Sonic Maximizer. You see how simple this device is. Uh, just give me a check sound check. Check one, two. It's check, on. Check. I'm going to turn that off. Now okay. you can hear we sound like we're in a telephone. Oh. Right? It doesn't sound as nice. Give me another sound It'll check. It'll be tinny. Check one, two. Check, it check. It kind of just has a, just not a nice full sound as when I turn it on. Watch this. There, now we've got the BBE Sonic Maximizer turned on. And give me another sound okay, check. Okay, check one, two, check, check. See how much of a difference that one little piece makes? Okay. And so that's a, an important part of your chain as well. Sonic Maximizer is the most important thing. It doesn't have to be, or pardon me, uh, the Ultramizer Pro is the most important thing in your mix. Definitely. Hmm. By far. Because it's going to fix all your levels. If you're doing audio broadcasting, you've got to have it. Um, I have a question. Did you do anything? TikTok is saying he has no sound at this point. Oh, is that something? Not it's not you? Okay. Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> I know you can't. what she's thinking. Oh, you're showing the audio rack. What are you doing? Did no, you I break something? <laughs> we can see our levels. We can see. Okay. All yeah. right. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Ray. That was a great question. Yeah. Um, I have another question here. Well, can I, can I just wrap up oh. the thought? Oh. Uh, just when it comes to this kind of audio oh. uh, rig. What was I thinking? Yeah. Okay. If you're doing any kind of broadcasting... The compressor, that's the word you're looking for. Compressor, Compressor. gate, limiter, those are very, very important. Sonic Maximizer process, the BBE Sonic Maximizer, that's very, very good as an enhancement to any audio chain. Uh, Whether you're doing music, uh, live music, recording, uh, or studio work like this, podcasts, video vodcasts, that's going to help. But the Ultramizer is critical. People say, well, what... What would be the best thing for me to buy for my audio rig? And it's going to be a, a compressor. Plain and oh, simple. Okay. You saw why. Uh, you saw why that's so important. So Excellent. Thank you so much for the question. I hope that that helps. I did walk through some of our settings there to give you an idea how we have it set up currently. That works for us, but it may not work for you. So don't be afraid to just tweak things. You really have to read the manual with an Ultramizer Pro. I know it's daunting. you got to understand is, all this stuff. Yeah, it seems ultra complicated to me. But <laughs> It's not complicated as far as interface goes. They all, they've done really, really well, Behringer, with the setup. Uh, and mine's one of the first gen, so yours may vary a little bit as far as the buttons, controls, and stuff. But um, but it's the it's hearing it and, under, and understanding what people are hearing on the other end. You've got to record and then play back and record and play back and keep doing that until you get the sound that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And do it with the devices that people are going to be using. So for me, I had to do all my testing through PC speakers. Oh, right. right. Exactly. Not a pair of headphones because my headphones are going to sound great probably no matter what I do because they're, they've got full sound. Mm-hmm. So um, good are, luck. Invi- Invincible Mutant wants to know yes. if there's any software that does the same well, thing. Well, I'll tell you right? why. Mm-hmm. Excellent question, Invincible Mutant. If you record a podcast... Mm-hmm. That is audio only, and then you post-process, then you can use software to do it. Uh, There's a program called Levelator that will do fantastic work for you. Uh, Really, really simple. Just drag and drop a WAV file onto it. It will clean up and level everything for you, but it's really just for um, speech, talking. But it does a very, very similar kind of thing. It makes sure the levels are audibly the same. But it's all post-process. Goldwave, mm. I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Goldwave.com has compressors as well built into it. Uh, FL Studio Producer Edition has some great um, digital compressors. But again, these are all post-process, so it doesn't happen in real time. We do what we do live, so it has to be able to be processed live. There can't be any latency, so you notice there's mm-hmm. no delay when I speak. There's no post-processing going on and then streaming. It's all live. So that's kind of the difference. Software mm-hmm. is good for pre-recorded stuff that you want to touch up and then upload. Right. Fantastic for that. But what we do is live, so everything is done live. And that's where hardware comes in. Excellent. Yeah. Thanks for the question. Thank you. I have another question. Um, hi, Robbie and team. Hey, Be- yeah. Being a fan of Matt... Mate, desktop myself. Mate. Mate, desktop myself. I just had to flinch again. Finally, I thought I'd let you know. Mate is not pronounced mate, as in buddy, but here we go. Mate, as as in mate t. Makes yeah, me yeah. makes me recall the old Yabuntu days. <laughs> <laughs> 
as always. Ubuntu. Yeah, Ubuntu. Yeah, yeah. Hey, to be fair, Ubuntu is not something that I came into tech no, having in my vocabulary. Right. And okay, let's let's look at Mate. And it's Kamomi. Kamomi, I believe the question is from, or the comment is from. Okay. Here's Mate. Or Mate. Sure. <laughs> what do Here you notice? Il n'y a pas d'accent aigu. Ah. Think about that, eh? We live in Canada. It looks like Mate. J'ai besoin d'un accent aigu à dire Mate. Oui? I didn't know you spoke French. <laughs> no. I'm petit. So, if you want to put an acute accent over the E... Right. Do it. Do but it. You can man. do it easily. There's... Well, but, you could. Um, but so they don't. So, I, I know. It's supposed to be mate. So, are you going to now change what you say? Or are you sticking, just, are you like being a grammar purist saying, and saying without the accent, if you're gonna it. If you're going to tell me it's mate, then spell it correctly. Put an acute accent over the E. Maybe it's the Canadianism. I, I'm not, uh, I suppose that would be, um, would that be Spanish? I? If it, if it didn't have the ma- acute well, accent. So, th- being in Canada, we would expect that there is a, an How accent. would you ever know, mate? You would not know. Mate, or M-A-T-E. You want me to start doing that? How do you like that? Yeah, well, try try <laughs> reading the name Siobhan for the first time. Yeah. Because right. <laughs> you wouldn't know that either. Just saying, just saying. Thanks uh, for the comment. Thank we'll you. see what happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a question from Rossi D. Nelson. Hey. I saw the show demonstrating the use of the Spark Booth software and the Windows Life Cam in photo booths. Mm-hmm. On the show, I noticed some of the photos had some motion blur, and I was wondering if the life cam had exposure controls for taking care of this. Right. Okay. We've talked about it in the past, mm-hmm. and I'll just say, don't worry about that. I'll explain. We've talked about webcams in the past. Webcams require what? To get rid of any blur focusing issues? Light. Oh. Really good light. Now, when we did the live demonstration of the photo booth, as we built it in studio, we had them sit across the room and turned, what did we do? We turned one of the lights, right? An insufficient <laughs> lighting source for a real product demonstration because there wasn't enough light to get full exposure from the camera. And we didn't do any tweaks. We didn't set anything to manual mode, I don't think. It was just kind of a, a test to make sure that the software would work. But yeah, I hear what you're saying. The, the, there was a bit of a blur because there wasn't enough light. Now, uh, we did a follow-up episode after the wedding, and the photo booth worked fantastically well, just so you know. It looked great. I'm going to do a quick search on our Let's website, category5.tv, okay. uh, for the photo. photo booth is what I searched for. Let's see if I can find it here. Looks like 286 is the most recent one to talk about the photo booth. For those who prefer it. Let's see. Do I have any samples? Oh, that's pro- that's actually one of the photos from the demonstration. So yeah, I hear. So 286 was the episode that you probably watched. So that was the live demo. So I, I know that we've done it. The photos turned out fantastically well. I'd, I'd be happy to share them with you. Um, we'd just have to track down where it is, and we probably don't. So it's all about lighting. Creating. Uh, episode 304, Abigail was on. It could have been that. It's all about lighting. So when we've set up the booth itself, oh, here we go. So episode number 304, uh, we actually covered it. Notice how easy it is to search our website. It's now in the past. Hard to believe, yeah. eh? We'll be two months soon. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Time flies. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Feel good to be a married woman. <laughs> Mrs. Horrible. Page. Horrible. Yeah. I don't know if I have any. <laughs> Wedding was beautiful. I mean, you were stunning, obviously. Um, Great weather, too. It was, it was perfect fantastic. weather. It wasn't hot or anything like I that. I had the privilege of following Abigail around with a video camera. You can so anyway, actually watch. There you go. The- it's there. Check it out. That is the episode. That is the episode. 304. Starts at 6 minutes and 41 seconds in. Really easy to find. So Excellent. 
Very Episode good question. Episode 304. Yeah. And it worked out fantastically. There was no motion blur during the event. They crammed a whole bunch of people into that photo booth. It looked fantastic. She printed them afterward and mailed them to everybody, and it was just a hit. Oh, that's awesome. It really was great. What a so. good idea for any event, really. I think so. And it went off without a hitch. So. All right. I have a question from Code Rats. Hey, Code Rat. I have been watching. I have watched episode 330, and I have a small technical question. All right. How do you catch HDMI output from DS or D5100? Right. Which device was used? Was HDMI ah. stream encrypted? And were there any problems catching, catching stream besides resolution that you already mentioned? Okay. We Lots have multiple questions. different capture devices in our broadcast server. Right. And I know where you're going with this because the D5100, when we were doing episode 330, we demonstrated everything um, from HDMI will not work on a Blackmagic Intensity Pro. Reason being, the Blackmagic Intensity Pro is very, very particular about resolution. It has to be to spec. If you plug in a device into the Blackmagic Intensity Pro and it is not exactly 1280 by 720, if it is not exactly 1920 by 1080, then it will just be a black screen. It requires the source to be very specific, An exact. supported dimensions. Oh. Okay, Coming off the D5100, the resolution is not a supported dimension by the Blackmagic Intensity Pro. So we found we plugged it into a different card, which I happen to have the box here. And this was the Avermedia, uh, it's the gamer card. Why don't they say the name? Game Broadcaster HD. It's a cheap card. Sometimes cheap is best when it comes to doing crazy things because it worked. Well, But that's it. Gamer Game Broadcaster HD. It's the cheapest card that we have. The box is hilarious. I love this. Oh, look at that. Never waste another second on searching for the right one for your gaming resolutions. <laughs> the Game Broadcaster HD covers a good variety of gaming video requirements perfectly well. Wow. It works, and I won't read the whole thing to you. It's very entertaining, but you have to read it with <laughs> Enthusiasm emphasis. and an emphasis. Yes, absolutely. Into your Behringer thingamabobber. Yes, absolutely. There you go. That's the card. Thanks, it works, rat. and I and here's something interesting. I understand that the D5100 is apparently encrypted mm -hmm. uh, feed or whatever copy protected. I don't know why they did that. Obviously, you're the one creating the video. This card says capturing eight HD content with HDCP high bandwidth digital content protection is not supported. So it says it doesn't support it. It does. Does that? Oh. Not not that it does support co content protection, but it supports the D5100. So does that confuse things at all? Hmm. hmm. Weird. Interesting. Yeah. Hey, we've got a little bit more time. Thank you very much for your question. Thank you, everybody, who sent in, in your questions. Do, very little time. Do you have a quick one? Do we have... Well, I let me just see okay. while I'm looking. Um, let's do, do, do... I am... This is a question from Orange Man. I am looking for some software so that I can do some desktop publishing. I was using the program from Microsoft Publisher 2007. It used for processing booklets for the church. The mm -hmm. content of the booklets will have pictures and tests text it has to run on linux and windows 7 and have a professional finish the software is urgently needed it has a deadline of easter okay which is april 21st sorry this comes to us from oh this is name? a question orange uh, man orange man yes orange man thank orange you for man. the email uh the one that comes to mind is called scribus or scribus however you spell it i'm going to do a quick search here i think it's yes scribus.net and and I think the, as far as the professional polish goes, there's the website Scribus or Scribus.net. Not sure how to say it. We'll go with Scribus. Um, a Scribus probably. <laughs> it's isn't probably it? Scribus. Yeah. Um, but so I like Scribus because it sounds like something Eric will make fun of. I think that as far as the polishing aspect goes, it all comes from experience. So you've got very little time to learn the software, read some tutorials, get into it. I'm not into it, so unfortunately I'm not much more help than directing you there. But I do know that it's it's a good application, it's active, and it's it's what most likely what you're looking for. Key thing is it's free. Mm -hmm. Okay, 
It's also available for Linux, BSD, Solaris, Open Indiana, whatever uh, GNU heard, Mac OS, OS 2. <laughs> awesome. And Windows. Windows. Okay, so it, it works on your OS 2 computer as well as your <laughs> Windows computer. So, fantastic. <laughs> Excellent. Thanks for the question. Wow. Hope that so helps. How, how out of time for questions already. All out of time. All out of time. Keep coming live at Category5.tv. Next week, Krista Wells. Yeah, we haven't seen her lately. So nice to see you. She'll join you to teach how to create a space scene from scratch using GNU Image Manipulation Program. I can't wait. This is going to be fun. What was this? We're going to make like an outer space (gasps) scene. No way. Like with just us and Gimp, a free photo editor. Awesome. We're going to build it. Draw it, if you will. So don't miss that. It's been another great hour, another great fun. week. Thanks for being here, everybody. Thank Thanks, you. Sasha. Thank you. Nice to see you. Always a pleasure. Yeah. Have a great week. We'll see you next Tuesday. Night. We hope you enjoyed the show. Category 5 TV broadcasts live from Barrie, Ontario, Canada, every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. If you're watching this on demand or through cable TV, check out the local showtimes in your area at Category5.tv and find out when you can watch live and interact in the community chat room. Category 5 is a production of Prodigy Digital Solutions and is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution 2.5 Canada. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in.